0: Hubhopper Originals To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com Hi guys, Paro Anand here and finally back with a brand new podcast. I know it's been very, very long. Uh, I don't know if you've missed me, but I've certainly missed you and missed making podcasts. But uh, the reason is that I've been putting final finishing touches on my brand new book, Which is out. It's just landed. It's called Nomad's Land. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. This is a book which started out a very long time ago, actually years ago. Um, and it's a play, it's a book with many different origins. And what I mean by that is that there were so many starting Arrows maybe is the best way to describe it. There were arrows pointing me towards this book and saying, write me, write me, write me. So I pulled all those arrows together. I like that analogy. I just made it up. Uh, Pulled all those arrows together. i stuck them in this one quiver called nomads land. Nomads as in nomads have no land. By very definition, they don't own land. So where do they belong? And that's a question that came to me years ago, as I said. Uh, I was working with the Worldwide Fund for Nature, the WWF, who were doing a project with Pardhi children. Uh, The Pardhis are a tribe of nomadic people. And for years, they had been deemed criminals. But they've been sort of denotified, as it's called, that they're no longer criminals officially. But quite honestly, they're still treated as such. But they're people who don't want to be nomads. And they want to settle down. They want education for their children. They want their children to have a better future. They may be called poachers. often are poachers but is it because they don't have a choice and is it because we don't let them belong to some place to call their own Uh, so that was one origin that was one of the arrows the other was of the Kashmiri Pandit children, who I worked with again many years ago, uh, and we had brought them back to the Kashmir Valley uh, after they, after the great migration um, of the Kashmiri Pandits out of the valley. So These few children were brought back to interact with the Kashmiri Muslim children. And it was a very strange experience because, yes, there was animosity. But as our workshops progressed, we realized how much commonality there was over and which really slowly began to override the animosity. Um, but where did these Kashmiri Pandits belong now? <clears throat> they had been driven out in multiple ways by multiple agencies and They didn't really belong where they were now, which is in the Plains. Um, So that was another thread. And the third was that when you don't give a people the right to identify themselves and create their own identity, and we label them with a collective identity, then there is going to be a pushback. Similar stories all over the world. If you see the uh, history after history of peoples all around the world and you see the migration of people, I mean, the images of those children lying dead on beaches... Uh, when those refugee boats illegally came in and landed, Um, when there were images much, much, much closer home to us, Uh, our cities have been filled with images of the migrants who were fleeing out of the cities because we turned our backs on them. Where would they go? They were always called migrants and we never let them settle in our lands because we always treated them with suspicion so all of these and several others sort of pointed me in the direction of nomads land where the whole question of belonging and who decides for me whether i belong here or not um, the whole question of borders and um, rights and wrongs of belonging. That if we live, if we allow them to live here, then they better learn to live by our rules. Does the land really belong to you? I mean, look at the American people saying that, you know, Trump saying that, you know, these people don't belong i don't understand you but you expect them to understand what you are saying but you refuse to speak their language you refuse to because you say this is our land but honestly is it is it really it wasn't right And you went in and occupied that land and then made it your own. But you don't want anyone else. You want to now shut the door to anybody else coming. So that's what Nomad's Land is about. Sorry, I am rambling a bit. But I'm actually super excited to share this book with you. Um, It's about two girls. uh, And I'm just going to read the blurb to you because it's been... Successfully put you know when you write a whole novel of almost 300 pages and then you're expected to reduce it to a few lines it's tough so i'm going to rely on my very capable editors who wrote this shana and pema two girls growing up in a big city meet at their new school They come from displaced communities, people who had to flee their land to escape persecution. Shana is a Kashmiri Pandit and Pema comes from a nomadic tribe whose people call the high mountains beyond India their home. Shana is dealing with the aftermath of a violent act that has changed her life. Pema was born in the city, but all around her are people who cling to the old customs. As Shana and Pema become friends, they get to understand their own and each other's stories. They discover new wells of strength within themselves and start to deal with the sadness and confusion of the adults around them. But when they embark on a plan that is as brave as it is audacious, will the forces of history allow them to succeed? Searing and tender, Nomad's Land talks about the effects of terrorism and displacement and about the healing powers of hope, friendship and reconciliation. And you know, when I started... I knew the Kashmiri Pandit story well enough. And I was looking for another story, another people. And I was studying all displaced people. But I had a particular story or a particular act in my mind, which I wanted to put in there, but that didn't belong to any one community. And so guess what? I made up a tribe. I made up a whole people. I made up their customs, their beliefs, their ways, and yes, their own language. And I loved doing that. It was, it was so freeing to make up my own rules completely. Uh, great fun to do this. And um, yeah, so the Kushavan people, who Pema belongs to came out of my imagination and are there in the world. And I hope that you enjoy this story. So I'm going to make another podcast next week where you're going to hear a bit of the book, scraps and extracts and flavors of the book. But I do hope that you're going to get the book and read it yourselves. See you soon next time and I promise to keep posting podcasts soon. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया। अगर आप भी अपना Launch लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं, तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट करें